Welcome to the spoiler cast for Rehydrate. This episode will contain spoilers for all of the three-body problem and the entire Remembrance of Earth's Past series. If you don't want to be spoiled on future events, please skip this episode. This is Season 1, Episode 5, Dashur, covering Chapters 10 and 11 of The Three-Body Problem. My name is Amin, and I have only read up to Chapter 11 of The Three-Body Problem, but I'm here to have the book and the entire series spoiled by Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. I've read this series multiple times. I had one item for follow-up from last time. So you had asked last time about my emphasis of using the apparent random movement of the sun uh, in, the, in the description. So I, I forgot why I did that, but the actual reason that I did that is because they don't know, well, and the people in the world don't know that there's three suns. Everyone thinks it's just one sun that acts weirdly. Um, so that's why I, and the reader doesn't necessarily know, even though the game is called Three Body, like it's pretty obvious, I think. <laughs> But I think like that's part of the game is to is to figure out that there's three three that the world revolves around three suns. Um, so that's why I called it random because they said and, and it becomes a point in the in the story later on too where like uh, Wang Miao tries to convince them that there's three three suns and they're like no let's burn him at the stake he's a heretic there's only one sun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so in yeah so in the book will we eventually see someone figure that out and will we see a model of the universe that has four spheres rather than the two spheres that we just saw no so wang liao actually convinces them um that it's uh that that the world is around three suns um by kind of predicting what's going to happen he talks about like the flying stars and that's actually really important the way it works is if there's two flying stars that means that the two other suns are far away right so you can't really see them in the sky and then if you remember i think in the first or second time or the, the first time you went there they had the three flying stars so what that means is all three suns are really far away so the planet gets really cold oh um, and and that's why that's a sign that they're about to lose the game yeah yeah or the civilization civilization is going to end yeah so and everyone kind of dismisses uh that the the flying stars are anything important they're just like part of you know the the background but yeah it's actually like the one of the reasons he figures it out and he actually well it gets into a, a a little more complicated story about like how we actually does it. Like it's not actually him that figures out like how it works, but he takes someone else's work and presents it as, uh, I don't think he even like says it's he, he did it, but he presents the other person's work. I see. Um, and so another, I think another confusing part of the story is like, and it came up in the last episode too, about are there other people in the, in the world or is everyone an AI? And, I have to say, honestly, I'm still not positive, even after like rereading it a couple of times and like looking at it. <laughs> I don't feel um, as bad anymore. Yeah. I mean, my, I, I kind of went back and looked at some of the explanations in the, in the story itself. And I think the reason that it's confusing is because, yeah, like I think Tim mentioned that people, you know, have these antiquated views and like people in the world, in the current world would not have those views, right? They wouldn't think that the the sun or the earth is, is sitting in a, a lake of fire, right? Like that's people aren't going to think that. So look, looking at some of the passages in the book, like the the first thing I want to talk about is the the actual uh, purpose of the game. And so I'm going to read a passage. It's kind of long. Um, just bear with me. <laughs> um, and it happens like later on in the in the, in the the first book. The main path spreading trisolarian culture to society was the three-body game. The ETO, or the Earth Trisolaris Organization, invested enormous effort in, to develop this massive piece of software. The initial goals were twofold. 
One, the proselytize the Trisolarian religion, and two, to allow the tentacles of the ETO to spread from highly educated intelligentsia to the lower social strata to recruit younger ETO members from middle and lower classes. Using a shell that drew elements from human society and history, a game explained the culture and history of Trisolaris, thus avoiding alienating beginners. Once a player has advanced to a certain level and has begun to appreciate the Trisolarian civilization, the ETO would establish contact and examine the player's sympathies, and finally recruit those who have passed the test to be members of the ETO. Uh, and then when, so basically what happens is later on, like Wang Miao goes to like a meetup of different players. One of the things that he observes is another, another short passage from the book. She mentions 203 civilizations, but Wang has only experienced 184. This told Wang that the three body progressed independently for each player, possibly with different worlds. So my take from this is that it's actually a single player experience with a bunch of AI, right? Uh -huh. So um, he is—he's he, being observed in the game for sure, because like the admins actually eventually talk to him in the game and you know, say, "Come to this meetup" or, or that kind of thing. Um, but I think what's happening is that he is in this game alone trying to figure out the problems and then progressing those different societies. But the people in the game actually recognize him later on, which is another confusing part. <laughs> but I think it's like the, <laughs> it's the, it's the admins like recognizing him. Um, but the all the methodology, I think it's the same like between the different civilizations and it's all AI driven. But then each player is, is seeing that similarly and uh, trying to figure out the problem in their own way. So, so this meetup he goes to, do they share information about their experiences in the game? And does that help Wang Miao figure anything out? Or the players are all having very different experiences. So it's not like Grand Theft Auto, where if I know some secret door, I can tell you and you can use that same thing. Is, is the experience completely different for each player? Do you know? It seems to be. I think the experience is the same because I think the they just progress the game of diff different ways and the civilization is ultimately destroyed in every every iteration anyway uh, i think i mean the meetups are more of a way just to recruit people into the eto the earth trisolaris organization and kind of find out where their sympathies lie and so they actually like you know in some of the meetups like they can tell that that people aren't going to be sympathetic to uh to trisolaris so they actually kick them out and say oh you can't come back to the game i see I think that's why it's confusing is because it seems like there's other AI, like it seems like in a world like this, it would be, you know, more uh, player interaction and you talk to other people. And actually like later on in the second book, the ETO actually meets up in the game itself, but it's not like they're not playing the game anymore. It's just like a, a safe meeting space for ETO members to, to meet up. Also last episode, I had mentioned that Dasher so far has not been an impressive, uh, an impressive character and hasn't really added much to the plot other than some very, very, very light comic relief. But does he end up having a larger role in these in this book or in these series going forward? Yeah, so he is actually one of the characters that extends into the next book as well. I think I mentioned in a previous episode that Long Miao actually doesn't show up uh, past this book. Um, he's mentioned in passing, but... Um, only briefly and only like not even directly just like dasher messages them is like oh, i know this other scientist one time <laughs> i mean he kind of fills the same role uh throughout, throughout the whole series he's the kind of straight straight talking cop guy who know who's like really good at kind of reading people in situations but he, he he does a little bit more um in the in the second book he does more in the he does more in the less rest of this book as well where he kind of helps the mom meow kind of progress the story going forward and kind of 
uh, talks truth of power to the, you know, the generals eventually like get involved and um, they kind of take down the ETO and, you know, Dasher is able to kind of help, help bring, bring them down. Uh, and uh, anyway, he, Dasher has a, has a bigger role in, in trying to uh, progress the story along and not just like exposition dumps, but actually he does things okay. um, to, to, to help Wong Miao and help, help the, the quote unquote good guys. If you consider the ETO not to be the good guys, um, <laughs> To, uh, to to figure out their organization to help Wang Miao uh, kind of progress. And then in the second book, he actually becomes uh, kind of more or less a bodyguard to the, the main character in the in the second book. Uh, he saved his life a bunch of times. Um, he travels with them the, to the future. And so in the... And what I mean, like, travel to the future, there's a lot of that in the second and third books. And they don't actually travel in the future, but they hibernate for hundreds or, like, hundreds of years. Uh, and so they come out into the future and they... They kind of experience the world so dasher actually gets i don't know if i want to get into the whole thing here because it's a, it's a long story but uh, anyway so dasher gets a disease he gets leukemia eventually because of events that happen in, in three body problem and he you know there's no cure for it in the in the current world so he hibernates for a couple hundred years and then in the future they're able to just oh yeah no problem we can cure leukemia but the main character in the in the second book also travels uh, forward in time uh and then so they kind of meet back up yeah, and, and he's able to like save his life a couple times and kind of snap him out of the the main character in the second book is kind of aloof and he's kind of like like kind of like Wang Miao in some regards and not like him in other regards. Um, he said he's a he's his constant traveling companion and able to to help the, help him along uh, with his 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 uh his story, but I he see. never he never really progresses beyond you know the role of of, of <laughs> there's of no cop. I shouldn't. I shouldn't expect any more character development. I mean, he, you know, his son shows up uh, oh. eventually, uh, and his son's kind of a con man. So, uh, it's it's another interesting story in the in the second book. The um, you know, after the first book, the world kind of knows that the Trislanders are coming, and so the world kind of freaked out about it. And so his Dasher's son, he actually like tricks people into giving him money to like to to send people into space, but it was no real way to do it. <laughs> so he, he actually gets like sent to prison for it for a little while. So there's a little character development there. Um, and then me back up with him later, but it's, yeah, at, at the end of the day, he, he's more of, yeah, just the, the straight talking cop who was able to read people and he's able to cut through people's shit, you know, kind of get to the heart of the actual matter. Well, that gives me a little bit more, more hope. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know what you're, I guess we did talk him up, you know. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the only thing. If if I didn't have any expectations, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But right. <laughs> but Jim was like, he's my favorite character. And he's hilarious, and he's 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 been, yeah. I guess he has been entertaining in his own way. I think he's entertaining because he's the stereotype. Like that. That's what I was thinking too. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, I I totally get that. So also on the rehydrate podcast tim had mentioned that he would be quote disappointed end quote if this was just an anti-science plot what do you think he meant by that and is he going to be disappointed so yeah that actually struck me when we were um when we were talking about you know he'd be disappointed if it's an anti-science plot because it is an anti-science plot but it's an anti-science plot by an alien civilization to stop the progress of science in the world so they can eventually take the world over so i think that's a more interesting spin on uh, on an anti-science plot you know and like they use science to stop science right they have they have these uh the things called sophons the 
the protons that get folded into um, that get unfolded and folded into eleven dimensions and sent to Earth to um, kind of disrupt scientific progress, um, you know, to the world. So it's not like a cabal of you know government officials trying to stop science just to you know further some religious goal or you know more traditional ways that people would be anti-science in the you know in, in, in the world right now without alien interference so i just wonder if you know he's going to be similarly disappointed that it's, it really is an anti-science plot but it's by the aliens to to stop progress of human civilization i don't know what, what, what do you think I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I took his anti-science plot as him having it in our in our world where science is used to promote commerce and industry rather than try to take over the world. Maybe they are trying to take over the world. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think the motivations of being anti-science matter a lot. So I, I don't think he'll be uh, I don't think he'll be as disappointed, although his his frustration with this may build over time. And, We'll just have to make sure to gently nudge him in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, the next set of chapters that come up, they don't explicitly say that the aliens are there, but they do introduce that the concept of the next couple of chapters that are coming up are uh, Red Coast based. That's so like um, going back into um, yeah, Wenjia telling her story about stuff that happened at Red Coast base. And Event, you know, at, at the beginning, it's talked about how, oh, it's a rep, it's a weapon. And, you know, they, the big, um, the electromagnetic pulse that the antenna sends out, like they say, oh, it's because they can like direct that at alien, at uh, at enemy ships and cook them with microwaves or you know that kind of thing. Um, but it's actually all just a ruse where the actual purpose of the base is to search for extraterrestrial um, intelligence because the Chinese uh, government at that time thinks that could be an advantage if they are able to get to aliens first before the Western countries can. So it kind of introduces the concept of, of alien intelligence. Uh, so it doesn't, they don't find aliens until like later on in the book and, you know, I, you know, and actually know that they exist and that they're actually causing all this stuff, but it might nudge them in the right direction saying, Oh, Hey, like now, now the aliens are getting involved. And I think he knew that they're coming anyway. It seemed like Tim overall had like a more of a theory that the three body um, game is more modeling uh, the real world and stuff that might happen. You know, it's kind of like a a, a warning that you yeah. know, our civilization is going to end. It's foreshadowing what's what's going to come. Right, but actually, it's it's not that. It's it's retelling what happened um, on Trisolaris and trying to get people sympathetic to Trisolarians and Trisolaris to allow them to come here and take over this world, and trying to find like-minded people who might be more interested in. And learning that so in, in that way it's actually kind of it is kind of a religious overthrow like they do talk about the trisolarians as like a religion and they call them lord um and people kind of worship them as superior beings but it's it's an, it's an actual alien civilization where i guess like i guess there's probably other religions that do that too but this is you know quote unquote for real thanks for listening leave comments by emailing us at rehydrate at fastmail.com or on twitter at rehydrate pod please join us next time for episode six red coast where we will be reading chapters 12 through 14 of the three body problem